This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 8.15. You're listening to WGNS. And, of course, today is a big day all across the state and, of course, here in Rutherford County as well. We have Election Commissioner Alan Farley joining us on the phone this morning just to kind of give us some updates. Alan, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. How are you today? I am good. Well, today is a day that a lot of folks have really been anticipating. And, well, that's especially true for those running for office candidates out there probably a hard day for them and and you've seen over the years that you know the losses the wins it is a a tough day i would say for a lot of folks it is it's one of those days that uh candidates look forward to some because of uh you know just the strain of a campaign they're like okay win or lose i'm just ready for this to be over with uh you know some some uh, really thrive and enjoy it and and uh you know some some of course like going around all the community events and eating all the good food. Definitely so. And today, for those listening who are registered to vote, you can actually get out there and vote right now. I believe the polls open at 7, right? Yeah, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. tonight. The polls will be open uh, in 28 of our vote center locations. Now, not too long ago, those who were registered to vote, they had to go to their specific precinct to actually cast that vote. What is it like today? What do you have to do today? Well, Rutherford County was a pilot program to where we devised uh, to develop a system to where uh, we can use modern technology uh, like early voting, and on election day, voters go uh, where it's convenient for them, whether it be close to work, close to home, close to school, uh, wherever you may be. And that means that you can vote at any location instead of your assigned precinct. So uh, so we have 28 locations that um, any voter can go to, and that way they can vote, but they can only vote once. Uh, there's not like you can go from one to the other, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so you can get to cast your vote um, at whichever location is convenient for you. Uh, we're one of uh, four counties now. There's been three other counties that have come along and adopted this process after we established it. And uh, so hopefully that'll be kind of a something that will grow across the state here in the next few years. And, and what kind of feedback have you gotten from voters after, you know, we switched to this method of being able to go to wherever's closest to you, be it work or be it your house? Oh, the voters, uh, voters love it. I mean, because you're, you know, somebody who's appearing at the last minute, right before the polls close, you know, you be at the wrong location. Well, chances are you couldn't get to the your correct location, so that means you didn't get to vote. Uh, so now you're always at the right location, and it has increased. It has increased uh, voter participation. You know, we have people that we're a very mobile society. Uh, we have people that move within the county, uh, and so when they don't change their address uh, prior to election, then they have to. Then they had to go to another location and had to change their address, and then they could vote. Well, all that process is handled right here uh, at, at the vote center location, which a lot of people, when they had that situation, they're just like, well, forget it. I'm not going to vote. I'll just change my address and vote next time. So that has really increased their voter participation uh, by you know being able to process that there on the spot. And again, we're talking with Rutherford County Election Commissioner Alan Farley today. Of course, the day to vote. It is Election Day all throughout the state of Tennessee. And here locally, what are 
some of the races that folks are voting on because I know we have some that are I guess the first step in the whole election process then certain candidates will move forward to the next step tell us kind of what we're looking at yeah we have the it's the primaries the county primaries so you have uh, the Republican uh, party who's electing their uh, nominees and then the Democrat party are electing their nominees uh, we have on the Republican side we have um, uh, of course, this is your eight-year ballot, meaning all your judicial candidates uh, appear on the ballot every uh, an eight-year term. So uh, this will always be the the large election, uh, especially in August when when uh, it's a county general election. But we have, uh, of course, I guess our spirited campaigns were contested campaigns on the Republican side. Uh, of course, county mayor, uh, the sheriff, uh, our circuit court clerk, registered deeds. Are, are some that are that are uh, you know comp- very competitive uh, uh, races uh, on the Republican side for that nomination, and then of course we've got county commissioner, the county commit all 21 county commissioners are up. Some are running unopposed uh, in their primaries. Uh, there are some con- uh, highly contested uh, primaries. I know the sixth district has four people running uh, for one seat there. Uh, we have District Nine has a competitive primary. Uh, District 10, uh, which 9 and 10 are in the Smyrna, uh, Smyrna area, um, and then uh, District 2 in the Las Casas area, we've got a competitive primary. So, uh, so we're everything from our county commissioners all the way up to uh, county mayor and all of our constitutional offices are on the ballot uh, today, with the exception of the road superintendent and the property assessor. They always run in the uh, presidential primary um, election. So, for example, in the race for sheriff, if there are two Republicans running, two Democrats running, only one of them will move forward from this race to that next election cycle, which would be, I guess, what, uh, August 4th, or is it the November? It'd be August 4th. The um, the, the primary, you're, you're correct, Scott, uh, whoever wins the Republican nomination for uh, for sheriff or any of those contested offices, they will advance to um, uh, August. Now, of course, the county mayor, there are some independents that are running. Uh, sheriff, there are some independents running. So they'll have uh, opposition in August. Now, the circuit court clerk's race, that race there is, is going to be determined the winner of this um, uh, primary because there's not an independent or Democratic candidate uh, on the ballot, so that per, uh, person uh, will actually, um, you know, be unopposed come August. Also, our Register of Deeds uh, candidate uh, nominee will actually win the election, but um, they'll be unopposed come uh, August. And then, cause it, in August, we have our county general, but we have our state and federal primary, and then, of course, our Murfreesboro municipal election. Now, if I understand correctly, some laws changed, I guess, towards the end of last year, which would allow certain counties, cities, if they wanted to, to actually put forth to where, I guess, those on the school board would have to declare either being part of the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. Uh, did that happen here locally with, like, for example, the city of Murfreesboro school board race? Yes. I mean, of course, our county our county school board races, too, that are on the ballot today. Um, you know, in the past, those have always been August elections because everybody uh, was, was running as an independent. Well, the legislature did change that law for the uh, school boards, which will be county and also municipal school boards, to be able to um, run under a uh, declared uh, uh, party. And so uh, the uh, 
Republican Party here in Rufford County, they did opt to um, include that into their primary. Uh, the Democratic Party did not um, uh, add that to their um, to their primary. So, and there is one candidate on the um, uh, Republican side for the Murfreesboro City School uh, Board, and then of course then I, that person will move forward, uh, and then uh, the um, August election, and I believe there's three. Uh, independent candidates, so uh, there'll be four on the ballot, and three the three top vote getters will be the ones that will be seated on the Murfreesboro School Board. And then uh, we do have some uh, competed uh, competition in the county school board races uh, uh, in um, in District Three, um, or excuse me, uh, Zone Three, um, Zone uh, One, and then um, I believe it's Zone Seven. There's also uh, and zone four. So one, uh, one, four, seven is the three uh, zones that are up, and then the district uh, zone three is actually an unexpired term uh, that um, is on the ballot for for the remaining two years. Again, we're talking with Rutherford County Election Commissioner Alan Farley. So today, definitely a big day in deciding who's moving forward in the races, and uh, you know whose name is not going to be there uh, come the next voting cycle if you would and that next voting period after folks vote today may 3rd going to be august the 4th uh but a lot of races to be decided and you know the outcome uh, somewhat is going to be decided i guess today up until 7 p.m tonight and, and you know we always get the question here at the station well if 7 p.m rolls around and i'm standing in line at a precinct will i still be able to get in there and vote Yes, anybody who is in line at 7 p.m. when uh, um, when the clock st- strikes to seven, uh, they will be allowed uh, to vote once they, you know, they're inside the building. And then at that point, there will not be anyone else allowed into the building. Uh, so once that person has voted, uh, last person has voted there, uh, then that poll will actually officially close. And how did early voting look? Was there a steady flow of folks coming in, coming out? Uh, and, and when will those numbers be released? We did. We had uh, we had 9,716 uh, uh, individuals who voted early, uh, either in person or by mail. Uh, you know, turnout was consistent each day. Typically, we have a drop in often the in, in turnout in the middle part of the uh, early vote, uh, voting period. But it remained, you know, it remained about the same every day. I mean, we were around 675, 680, uh, and then up until the last four days, it really uh, picked up the last four days. Uh, you know, we had up to 1,500 voters on the last day. Uh, comparative to uh, four years ago, the 2018 May primary, we had 1,452 uh, voters more that appeared this time to vote than, than last time. So uh, based off of early voting, um, you know, we did have more people uh, take advantage of that, um, and so uh, so hopefully I think we'll be right around 10 percent total uh, turnout. So I, I think our you know 19, 20,000 is our magic number, which um, is good compared to past elections. But you know we're looking at 200,000, 201,000 registered voters in the county, and so only having you know 19 to 20,000 voters come out and. And uh, and choose their local leaders is is it's a little disheartening, but um, uh, but hopefully that'll continue to grow. So, what does election day look like for you and the folks, you know, in the different offices who are helping 
you know, at the voting precincts. What does a typical day like today look like on election day? Well, we're uh, <clears throat> our office here. We get here about five fifteen a.m. Uh, in the morning, uh, election morning, and then we're um, in contact with all of our poll uh, poll officials that, that start showing up around five forty-five, six o'clock, getting everything set up um, there at the polling location. Then for them to be prepared when voters show up at, at seven. Uh, of course, you know we're, we're answering calls. You know what people want to know. Uh, where can they go vote? Um, you know, um, you know. Sometimes they miss, um, you know, identify. I think well, they they've gone to vote somewhere early. So is that some of those spots are, are available election day? Some of them are not. Uh, so really answering those type questions. Uh, you know, voters who may have um, uh, have not voted uh, in several elections. Uh, calling, wanting to make sure they're still registered. So really just answering a lot of questions and, and directing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, people where they, where they, what they should be doing. Hey, and, uh, you know, for anybody out there listening who may have a handicap, maybe they didn't have it last year, but they do this year, this may be their first time voting, maybe with, with the onset of, of blindness, unable to physically walk like they used to. What what can they expect when they get to their precinct, and, and how are they helped out if you know, they are facing some type of disability. Well, you know, a disabled voter, uh, you know, of course, if somebody's uh, a family member um, or someone who are caregivers, you know, they're with them, uh, you know, they can, um, the voter can request assistance, uh, whether it be from someone who's with them or uh, for, from a poll official. Uh, so at that point in time, um, you know, there are guidelines and laws that allow that. And so we, you know, we will instruct what those um, guidelines and rules are, and then also that person, whether it be a poll official, or whether it be a caregiver or a family member, uh, you know, they're they're required to sign an affidavit uh, stating that uh, that they uh, had assisted uh, that voter. So that way, there is documentation uh, of, uh, you know, of that 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 voter um, didn't receive assistance. So. <clears throat> to verify that the voter did, uh, you know, cast their ballot, not the person who was assisting. Again, today, Election Day. Today, of course, all throughout the day up until 7 p.m. Uh, another question we often get, and I'm sure you get this as well, is uh, how close can the candidates who are running for these elections get to the actual voting precincts? Because you always see them, like, across the street or, or nearby holding up campaign signs. Well, in Tennessee, we have um, a 100-foot boundary from the entry point to a polling location. So uh, that 100 feet is a no-contact area. Uh, so that way, the voters, once they're inside there, you know, um, you know, they should not be contacted uh, by a voter. I mean, by a candidate. Of course, you know, wearing uh, any type of, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, insignia, uh, you know, shirt, um, you know, um, campaign logos of various candidates that are on the ballot, uh, you know, um, are required to be covered up. And uh, so, so really, you know, once you're inside the building, you know, we're 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 we make sure we go to great strides to make sure that we do our best, even during presidential elections, to not have long lines. So, um, so hopefully, um, you know, there's not anybody outside waiting, um, you know, outside the hundred foot boundary or even close to the hundred foot boundary, because our goal is to make sure we process and move everybody through as quickly as we possibly can. Again, talking with Rutherford County Election Commissioner Alan Farley this morning, and I know you have a busy morning so as we wrap up are there any uh, i don't know any tips that you should
should give voters or any uh, helpful hints as far as getting into the poll, getting out, best time of day to vote, all, all that good stuff? I think that today would be a, it's a, it'd be a good day. I think the weather's supposed to be great um, for most part of the day. I know we had a little shower come through last night, but I'm, I hadn't looked at the weather to see if it's supposed to rain this afternoon, but I think it's supposed to be good. So, um, you know, just main thing is whether it's raining, whether it's not, uh, whether it's cold, whether it's warm, you know, this is something that um, uh, we we have a, we get a right to do, and and we need to make sure that everybody exercises that right, especially these local elections. I understand the national elections because you know it's on national TV, gets a lot of exposure. But, you know, our local government really has more of a direct impact and even a quicker impact on our daily lives. And so we, I, think, I just want to encourage people to make sure to get out and vote for our local elected leaders so that way, um, you know, um, we, uh, you know everybody, everybody has a say. Hey, and, again, we're talking about everything from uh, the county mayor's seat, the sheriff, county commissioners, school board seats, judge positions. I mean, there is a lot that is on the ballot that will be decided today. Then the next election coming up will be August 4th. And then in that election, the August 4th one, that's where we're going to see the names of either the Republican or the Democrat that wins today's races. So there is a lot to be decided for sure. That's very true. And you touched on, I mean, we're covering a broad spectrum of issues, how our school systems run, how our legal system uh, is conducted here in, in Rutherford County, how, um, you know, whether, you know, from a tax standpoint, um, you know, how uh, our garbage pickup, public safety. I mean, there's a broad range of issues that are that are on the ballot, basically, because of the offices that are on the ballot. So, um, you know, it's, it really has a large uh, impact on our daily lives. Definitely so. Again, Alan Farley with us. And as we wrap it up, uh, last question. I know, sadly, some some of those who are running campaigns are going to have to take down signs. And they may be out there taking down signs later tonight even after the polls close and after the election results are in. Are there deadlines on when candidates are supposed to take down their signs should they lose the race? Well, uh, uh, Scott, you touched on a pet peeve of mine, and that's the one thing that really frustrates me most of all. Of course, the folks who win, they want to take down their signage because they want to, you know, they want to preserve uh, that and, and save the money uh, for them to go forward or even for the next term that they're on the ballot. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we see in, in the right-of-ways, of course, in the polling locations, you know, they plaster uh, the signage all over, but then after the election, they don't go pick it up, and and that's what's very disturbing for me. We get a lot of complaints and uh, from uh, residents who call property owners uh, and such. You know where we have uh, polling locations. So so I do. If any candidates are listening, please please uh, when when the election's over with. So within the next day or two, uh, you know, this is a large county. I understand. Please make an effort to make sure that we get all of our all of your political signs uh, picked up. And hey, you know, be a good be a good neighbor. You know, if you're there picking them up, hey, pick up pick up other candidates, and and then maybe they'll pick up yours in other spots, and that way we can make sure we keep Rutherford County looking looking its best. And I guess that all goes hand in hand with the idea of running a good race, a positive race. It also has to be a positive close to make it an even better race. 
That's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, I appreciate you joining us this morning, and uh, I'm sure, you know, towards the end of the day, we'll have even more information. And again, polls will be open up until 7 o'clock. And if you're in line at 7 o'clock, as long as you're in line, you're going to be able to cast that ballot and, and vote. That's good. That is correct. We're look forward to seeing people out at the, at the polls. Sounds good. Well, and again, thanks. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Scott. We'll look forward to seeing your gang here tonight, as always, reporting the local, the, the results every election night. Looking forward to it. Take care. Thank you, Scott. Again, that was Alan Farley, Commissioner of Elections here in Rutherford County. Today, a very big day. It is Election Day. Today, May 3rd, and we're talking about Rutherford County, the Republican primary, the Democratic primary, and then the Murfreesboro City Municipal Election. So a lot happening, to say the least, today. But again, the polls will close 7 o'clock. So the different precincts all closing at 7 o'clock. But if you're in line still at 7 o'clock, as long as you're in line, you'll be able to vote. And the good thing about Rutherford County, as you just heard, you can vote at any precinct. You don't have to vote at a specific precinct. You're not necessarily assigned to that exact voting location like it was in the past you can literally vote at any precinct in rutherford county uh you know the big thing is just to make sure that you get out there and exercise your right to vote today of course election day may the 3rd you're tuned to wgns your good neighbor station since 1947. you can learn more about the elections and the election process on our website at WGNSRadio.com. Stay with us. A look at CBS News comes your way next, right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station, again since 1947. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the mid-80s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms, cloudy alone near 59. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 68. Well, it's still quite a bit of traffic, but it's moving on. 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Now it's slow on 840 westbound just before you get to I-65 over in Paytonsville due to an accident that's in its clearing stages in that section of Williamson County. Again, that's 840 westbound. It's still running pretty slow just before you get to I-65. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken now hiring in both locations. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chubb. You're on time traffic. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Come see us at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we carry a full line of pet products to help your pets stay healthy, happy, and well, and to make your life a little easier. And whether you are looking for a favorite toy for your new pup or to start a garden pond, come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demasesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas's Family Restaurants, go to demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. 
is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Protesters both for and against abortion rights clamored to get their messages out after what could be a leak signaling the Supreme Court may be set to overturn Roe versus Wade. Team coverage begins with correspondent Jan Crawford at the Supreme Court. The 98-page draft opinion from February was obtained by Politico from a person familiar with the court's proceedings in a Mississippi law banning abortion after 15 weeks. Writing for the majority, Justice Samuel Alito wrote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. I'm Steve Dorsey in Washington. The reported draft opinion has prompted a response from all corners of the fight over abortion. Many Timuraju is president of the pro-abortion rights group, NARO. We're in new territory as a country. While other countries are advancing abortion rights, we are rolling them back. Anti-abortion rights supporters like Republican Senator Ted Cruz are instead attacking the leak, calling it a public pressure campaign to intimidate the court. National Right to Life committee head Carol Tobias. Obviously, it's despicable that someone would have released a draft Republican candidates in today's Senate primary in Ohio are racing to get votes from former President Trump supporters. Correspondent Robert Costa spoke to the frontrunner in Columbus. Trump reshaped the crowded race by backing best-selling author and political outsider J.D. Vance. Most importantly, J.D., you're supported by me. Former state treasurer Josh Mandel is also campaigning as the Trump candidate, despite not getting his endorsement. The Trump voters are on my side. A U.S. official says Russia is planning to annex parts of eastern Ukraine later this month. The claim comes days after about 100 civilians were evacuated from a steel plant in Mariupol. Ukraine's Foreign Secretary Dmitry Kuleba. I can commend tireless efforts of the United Nations and the International Committee of the Red Cross for making it happen. But everything is very fragile. Things can fall apart at any given moment. No one is more surprised than the mother of the prison official who disappeared with a confessed murderer from the Lauderdale County Jail in Alabama Friday. She's never done any, I doubt she's ever even had a speeding ticket. But I mean, she's always been, what I'd say, a good person. And like I say, this is all a shock. Both Pat Davis' daughter, the facility's assistant director, and the inmate are still on the run. S&P futures down 11. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 
Florida's governor is ready to step in to protect the struggling manatees. Governor Ron DeSantis says with Florida manatees in crisis, we are putting our money where our mouth is on this. More than $30 million worth, more than twice the previous funding. Save the Manatee Executive Director Patrick Rose says some of that will help provide much-needed manpower to protect habitats and rescue distressed manatees. The Fish and Wildlife Commission has been understaffed and underfunded for the changes that have been occurring in Florida. But Rose says it's up to federal officials to stop the pollution that's contributed to record numbers of manatee deaths this year and last. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. As Kim Kardashian was squeezing into Marilyn Monroe's happy birthday dress for the Met Gala, her brother Rob's ex, Black China, got the news. She lost her court battle against the family worth $100 million. China claims they defamed her and interfered with her contract when the couple's reality show was canceled. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. We got some good neighbors, and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WTNS. WTNS. AM. AM. FM. FM. Online. Main Street Murfreesboro celebrates the 25th anniversary of Jazz Fest on May 6th and 7th at the historic downtown, starting at 5.30 on Friday and 10 a.m. on Saturday, with over seven professional jazz and heritage artists, along with middle and high school future jazz greats, food trucks, craft beer vendors, a kids' alley with free activities. Check out MainStreetMurfreesboro.org for more information. Come celebrate the 25th anniversary of Jazz Fest, May 6th and 7th. Well, it's still quite a bit of traffic, but it's moving on. 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Now it's slow on 840 westbound just before you get to I-65 over in Paytonsville due to an accident that's in its clearing stages in that section of Williamson County. Again, that's 840 westbound. It's still running pretty slow just before you get to I-65. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken now hiring at both locations. Log on to Princess Hot Chicken. Chicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Walmsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 8.45. We are now headed to Dr. Digger of the Cleverleys. Dr. Digger, how are you this morning? You know, I can't complain. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, what kind of credentials come with the doctor? Uh, well, I think I got that uh, that name uh, because uh, they call me Dr. Feelgood, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so I understand you're going to be performing, what, Friday night in uh, downtown Nashville. We're excited to be back at uh, 3rd and Lindsley. That's right. So tell us a little bit about that, and tell us a little bit about your background, and uh, I don't know the bluegrass beat, all of that good stuff. Tell us, tell us more. You know, uh, we got our start um, uh, playing bluegrass. My dad and his four brothers started the group, uh, the Cleverly Trio, and uh, we, uh, you know, they they passed on, went to jail, and I kind of took it over, and um, and me and my boys. Uh, been on the road. Uh, my boy, Junior Junior, he put on 
a uh, video of us on on the YouTube, and it caught a virus. Next thing I know, we're playing the Grand Ole Opry and CMA Fest and living our dreams, playing that uh, buttery smooth music. I like it, man. So the uh, rest of the family went to prison, and uh, you and your son took over, and, and it sounds like history right there in the making. Yeah, there's a lot of history in our family, that's for sure. A lot of it's tainted, but uh, but the future looks bright. You know what I mean? Oh, it sounds it's like it. really been really good for us. So, Junior Junior, how did he get his name? Well, uh, he, his brother Junior, I got two boys, Junior and Junior Junior. Their mama died in a mayonnaise farming accident many years ago, so I was a single dad. Raised the boys up. Uh, Junior, he's a performance artist in New Orleans. He raises uh, cinder blocks with various body parts and what have you. But Junior Junior, he's kind of helped me with the socialized media part of the group. And uh, and uh, so I got my nephews uh, playing music with me. And then uh, Junior Junior, he runs the, the the social media part of the whole thing. And that's where the virus catches on with YouTube and all that stuff, huh? Like a herpes at a college campus. <laughs> so, so Dr. Digger, what what are some of your more favorite songs to play? And, and have you, you guys write everything yourself? or No, no, we uh, started doing, we started doing uh, covers, uh, you know, uh, Beyonce and Black Eyed Peas and, and uh, T-Pain and, uh, you know, it just kind of went from there. That's where we kind of get all the views on on uh, on YouTube and uh, social media and stuff like that. Uh, we do write some of our our music. Uh, you know, uh, my one of our uh, most requested songs is a song I wrote about my neighbor. It's called Cash Crop, and uh, wrote it all about my neighbor. He won't know about it for eight to ten. But <laughs> my also, uh, you know. Uh, song about my uh, one of my best friend's funerals, girl with no panty line. So we, and uh, you know uh, those are some of our most requested originals, but a lot of it has to do with the covers, and that's what people kind of people get off on the irony of the whole the whole uh, uh, bluegrass family bluegrass band doing those type of songs. Yeah, but so we I, do them well. The guys, my my nephews can pick and play. I'm telling you. There's you know, something special. Hey, so I'm curious. You, you take a song by, like, let's say, old school, you know, rapsters like uh, N.W.A., E.Z.E., those, those those different groups. Do you take, like, Boys in the Hood, turn around and, and play that to bluegrass? I mean, I, I want to hear more about that. Yeah, you know, um, but uh, but they're done well. You know, my, my boy, Ricky Lloyd, he, he plays uh, bass and... Um, uh, upright bass, kick, and b-boxes at the same time. He he can also, believe it or not, he can rap pretty good. Uh, and so, but, you know, we try to do the songs justice. And we do them because we like those type of songs. Um, but bluegrass, we're steeped in bluegrass. So, you know, that's kind of the point of it. But the, also... The show has more than just music. There's, a, there's kind of a theatrical and comedy part of the of the of the act that is you know no one else does uh, anything anything even similar to what we're doing and uh not just the music part a lot of people do bluegrass covers of songs but the show part of it 
is unlike any other group. So come out and see it. It's it's a really unique show. We love playing Third and Lindsley, and that's the greatest, believe it or not, greatest comedy room in Nashville is Third and Lindsley. We love playing there. Well, you know, there's a lot of history in those walls that a lot of a lot of famous country musicians have been in and out of there over the years. I mean, there's just a lot of history in Nashville in general. So I'm I'm kind of curious. Is Nashville one of your favorite places to visit? Uh, absolutely. You know, we was raised in Arkansas. We got a farm there, but we moved to to um, to the Nashville area about five years ago because uh, it you know the touring aspect of it. It's a whole lot easier to get out of here than it is the Ozarks. So we moved here. We got really busy. Uh, we've, we've played here for years, though. We played the Station Inn for many years, for about 10 years. And uh, we got familiar with the folks over at 3rd and Lindsley, and we love playing there. And it, it kind of, for what we do, for the show aspect of it, and especially the comedy and stuff, uh, we we just love that room. Again, we are, like it. we're talking to the Dr. Digger this morning, uh, the Cleverleys, and, and just, you know, kind of take us back to where you got your start and and how you got this idea to take on covers of songs that other people wouldn't actually sing they would maybe rap or something else i don't know well i got my start i was a guitar tech for Leif garrett back in the day and um the old old Leif, teenage golden locks Leif, not uh not tattoo and bandana Leif. I mean, he was a, he was a big deal, and I tuned I tuned the bottom section of his guitar. He was the big head two of us, but we um, we uh, after that, um, I, I've done many jobs and uh, ended up back in the Ozarks, taking over my dad's alpaca ranch, and um, and getting started in the uh, back in the bluegrass music. Um, my boy, Junior Junior, is the one that had the idea. We were doing a gig at the Chinese Burrito in Forsyth, Missouri one night. And uh, he just posted that video, and it just caught on. And uh, we started getting calls from uh, people to, to book shows. And so we ended up signing up with an agent and uh, Rainmaker Live. And... Uh, and my boy Ben talked to you yesterday. He's from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, so he knows that area real well. Uh, but he, uh, but we, we uh, start touring around, and we we do about uh, you know sixty to eighty shows a year now, and uh, live in the Tennessee area and catch fish and uh, make elixirs. So, so where all do you travel to when you're on the road? What what states? We do you just go got to? back from Oregon. Uh, pretty big festival out there called Rondy Van uh, with Green Sky Bluegrass. That was a that was a really neat show. Uh, but we, we do, uh, we travel all around the country. We're going to Texas here in a week or so for a run. We play all over the state of Tennessee. Love playing in Tennessee. And, um, uh, you know, all over the southeast. We, we pretty much tour the whole country. I understand you guys like to play uh, tricks on each other while on the road as well, and uh, sometimes they turn out great. Sometimes maybe not so great. I I don't know what. <laughs> no, that's something I I forbid the boys to do that. Uh, uh, to play tricks on one another. This is serious business, you know, and uh, and we keep it serious. 
Now, now I, I read something about an alpaca farm or al alpacas somehow fitting into your, your story there I, from the history years ago. Yeah, you know, my, my dad, you know, alpacas are indigenous to north central Arkansas, and so my dad was one of the first ones that ever ever harnessed that and found out <clears throat> that, uh, they, well, we started our the first alpaca dairy in the 1920s. And um, so we we do, we we harvest their milk and harvest their wool. My dad uh, come up with a line of uh, women's undergarments made out of the cashmere. That just doesn't seem very comfortable. And it's like alpaca fur undergarments. I'm... It hadn't caught on, but it was always his dream to have, you know, one of his alpacas on your plate or, or in your wife's britches. You know, that was always his dream. <laughs> Interesting, to say the very least. So uh, coming up again this Friday night, uh, the Cleverleys are going to be out there at 3rd and Lindsley in Nashville. You're going to be playing, performing. You're going to do more than one show? On, I'm sorry, Friday night, you're going to do more than one show? Or is it just, you know, what what is it going to be? We're doing just one show on Friday night, um, and I believe the doors open at 6. Don't. You can't quote me on this, Lord. I'm bad with details, but I think it, I think the doors open at six and the show starts at eight. Is yeah. what I think. We we won't quote you. You're live on the radio, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one to know. Nobody will know. <laughs> so again, coming up this Friday night, and uh, all band members, you, what three of you are going to be there on Friday night? No, there's uh, there's more? five in the trio. There's me. There's Ricky Lloyd. Uh, there's a DVD, Dale Vernon Dale. His dad was Vernon Dale. We called him VD, so now we call his his boy DVD. And uh, we'll have uh, his brother Stephen Tyler Dale, and then we'll have um, and then we'll have uh, Punk. You know, I I love how you have a trio with five five members. That that's you know that makes sense. People think that's odd. I don't know. I don't understand the I don't the weirdness of that. But you know, you can call yourself anything. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, so again, coming up this Friday night, and uh, anything folks should expect when they come out there. You're going to be wearing an alpaca fur coat or anything? No, no. We look. We like to dress nice. You know, we dress pippy, but no. Uh, uh, just uh, you know what? Check out some of our videos, and you'll kind of get a, a visual. Uh, just uh, punch in the Cleverleys, uh, look past uh, all the government uh, stuff and arrest records and go on down to where the music starts, and you'll kind of you'll get an idea of what the show will be like. Yeah, and all the arrest records aside, there are a ton of videos that you guys have posted on, on YouTube over the years, uh, and quite the variety of, of songs. Yeah, that, well, then, you know, if we like it, we're going to try to do it. And if you know, if we don't feel like we're not doing it justice, then yeah, we're not. We won't. We won't put it out there. But um, but yeah, we love all. You know, people like to draw genre lines in uh, the music department, and um, and you know, we kind of like to erase those. I've only got like a minute or so left, but I'm curious. We got a text message. What is your favorite? song to play favorite cover song to play you know i i really like playing the no diggity uh medley and it's got it's got no diggity um it's got a, a thrift shop and it's got uh high on the mountain and it kind of combines uh, uh 
uh, three of of uh, of our favorite songs. And then I like doing Gangnam Style too because it's the first Korean song I ever did. Yeah, do y'all dance to it as well? No, no, we don't. You know, we're just in it for the picking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I, I figure me, me spending two months learning Korean was was good enough. Again, Doctor Digger with us this morning, and uh, you say you're going to be there. The whole Cleverly's going to be there. Dell Vernon Dale going to be there. Junior Junior. I, I mean, all of you are going to be there Friday night, third and Lindsley in Nashville. Yes, sir. We are excited, man. Thank you for having us on this morning. Absolutely, man. Well, take care, and uh, we appreciate it. Let us know how it goes. All right. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Time right now, 8.59. Stay with us. I do have more news coming up in just a minute. You're tuned to WGNS Murfreesboro, your good neighbor station since 1947. This is a paid legal ad. Hi, this is John Day of the Law Offices of John Day. For more than 30 years, my team and I have worked hard to help injured people throughout Middle Tennessee. Over that time, we've helped thousands of people get the legal help they need when they've needed it the most. And if we're not able to help or aren't the right lawyer for you, we'll do the best to point you in the right direction. If you've been injured, call the law offices of John Day for a free consultation. And remember, there's no fee unless we win your case. 